0: Hey friends, welcome back to the By His Grace podcast. I'm your host, Misty Phillip, and I am coming to you a little bit later than normal because this week has been crazy, y'all. I have several exciting new projects that I have been working on with Spark Media. I'm going to tell you about a few of those today. One of those projects... Is the Spark Radio Initiative? You may say, What is the Spark Radio Initiative? Well, it is, um, I am curating a collection of faith based audio, and video content to be distributed across on-demand audio and live stream platforms in partnership and collaboration with radio. I am so excited about this new venture, and I will be sharing more about that with you in the future. But another project that I've been working on with Spark Media Community is creating a Spark collective youtube channel that we are launching july 1st this will be a collaboration of the podcasters that are in the spark collective every podcaster in the spark community has a god-given message that they share and the tagline that we are using for our youtube channel is sparking conversations for the kingdom so make sure that you're following me on social media so that you know when that launches. You can find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and Twitter as Misty Phillip. We will also be sharing short, encouraging videos based on things that we are passionate about. And I pray that this is another way that we can minister to our global audiences uh, through both podcasting and video. Finally, y'all, I am super, super pumped about writing a book with my husband. I've been kind of holding that one under wraps for a while. He signed with my agent, Blythe Daniels, recently, and together we are writing a book. So since I didn't have anything else on my plate, I said, hey, baby, let's start a podcast. So we are doing a new podcast together, and it is called Spark Influence. We are going to be talking about what it means to live life intentionally and on mission for Christ in our marriage, with our family, in ministry, and in business as leaders so that we can spark influence. Y'all, I cannot wait for you to get to um, listen to that podcast and get to know the incredible man uh, that I am married to, a little bit better. He is amazing. And so I'm excited. Uh, We'll be sharing more about that podcast with you as well. So today on By His Grace, we are finally wrapping up our incredible series of interviews that took place at the 2022 NRB Media Convention. And today's guest is no stranger to the By His Grace podcast, or to Spark Media, as he is one of the Spark Media board members. He was featured on the cover of the inaugural issue of the Spark Media magazine. His name is Lucas Miles. He is my friend and mentor and an all-around good guy. But Lucas is also the pastor of Influence Church. He's married to his beautiful wife, Chrissy, and he is the author of The Christian Left how liberal thought has hijacked the church. If you missed our conversation about the Christian left, you can go back and listen to episode 106 with Lucas, where we talk about the Christian left. But for this episode, I ask him to come on today to talk about deconstruction. I see deconstructing, I see deconstruction as a problem that we are seeing within the church at large. The problem is not the questioning of our faith. The problem is when we use that as an excuse to not meet together with other believers. And I feel like that is very dangerous because in Hebrews, it tells us that we are to gather together all the more as we see the day of Christ's return drawing near. And so it is critical that we are um, in a body of believers that we can encourage one another, that we can love one another and, um, pray for one another and lift one another up. That is one of the reasons why the church is so crucial. Um, what is deconstruction? You may ask, What what is this deconstruction? Well, it's the process of questioning, doubting, and ultimately rejecting aspects of the Christian faith. So if someone is questioning the Christian faith, and they come back to the church, um, that is amazing. But a lot of people start with this doubting, and then ultimately reject their Christian faith. So some deconstruct in response to personal pain, and many have been hurt by the church. They've been neglected. They've been rejected or even abused within a church context. When this happens, many people struggle to separate those unbiblical traumas from the legitimate teachings of Scripture, The church is made up of sinful people who are trying to do their best to live their lives. And so hurt people, even within the context of church, are going to hurt people. But I believe as believers, we have the incredible opportunity to lovingly engage questions from people both people who are seeking to know more about our faith and doubters alike. We can point them to Jesus and to his word. So let's tune in to this final episode from the NRB series with Lucas Miles, where we talk about deconstruction. Lucas Miles, welcome back to the By His Grace podcast. I am so excited to have you here with me at the NRB.
1: It's my favorite week of the year. It I know, really
0: right? It is mine too. And I I just realized that I know so many people. It's like starting to become a homecoming and I've only been here 2 years.
1: This is better than my high school reunion by far. I'm just not <laughs> going to lie. It's No, I love it. It's it, there's so many incredible people here here, so many great projects that people are working on. It's uh, it's the place to be.
0: Yeah, it absolutely is. And so is the By His Grace podcast, because I had you on earlier. We talked about the Christian left. And so when I knew you were going to be here, I'm like, Lucas, we have got to talk about deconstruction, because I know you've been approaching this. You are a pastor. And I think it's, I'd, I hate to see the church. I feel like the church is being torn down by people that are reconstructing their faith. And we're, we're all the church. We're all the body of Christ. and. In Hebrews, it says we need to come together all the more as we see the day drawing near. Yeah. So, Lucas, I would love to to know your thoughts on deconstruction.
1: Yeah, you know, Jesus said that he's going to tear down the temple, but then he said, "I'm going to rebuild it in three days." And what we're seeing right now is really in the deconstructionist movement, people fulfilling uh, in some ways sort of a, a modern version of the tearing down of, of Christian faith in the world, but they're not taking any time to actually rebuild it or reestablish it on biblical concepts. And so it's, it's really a, a distortion of the work of the gospel. And so I think that one of the things that we have to understand is that there is a move and really, an agenda to see the church divided. I think the left yes. understands that they can't win elections unless they, you know, remove the obstacle of the family and the and a, and a strong, you know, faith-filled church. And so, you know, by dividing people over these issues, getting them to deconstruct, getting them to see, you know, some of these major hot button issues differently—gender, sexuality, abortion, etc.—they're able to really distract from. I think the uh, the unity that we have in Christ. And, and the
0: unity that's all through the Bible that it, yeah, that we're called to.
1: Hundred percent, hundred percent. And so, you know, this is this is a major issue. It's not just about somebody, you know, having questions or doubts about their faith. There's room to have questions and doubts and be a Christian. Absolutely. You know, we see this with in in the gospels with the story of Thomas. What did Jesus do? He took time to show Thomas, to minister to him, to let him touch his, you know, the the holes in his hands and and his side and, and, and to really, you know, show him his wounds. And I think that, you know, that that's the the prototype for how to deal with the initial feeling of doubt that sparks deconstruction, and it is to actually take time and to bring people back to the cross. What we're seeing, though, instead is the cross diminished, the Word of God diminished, the stories of the gospel diminished in favor of uplifting cultural views over biblical concepts.
0: Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that I have seen, and I I completely agree with you about that, is that People that are deconstructing their faith, they are not rebuilding their faith. Yes. And I think that that is a critical component um, because I see a big movement. There's even a big movement of Christian podcasters, and it, it breaks my heart because I don't want people to be listening to that and cause further division. So if there's somebody struggling with their faith, what I tell them is it's okay to question God. You know, you can ask why, just don't get stuck in the why. Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of people, I think, get stuck there. They they have wounds, and instead of allowing Jesus to heal those wounds, maybe they have church hurt. Um, I think a lot of it stems from that. But they don't, they don't forgive. They don't receive forgiveness. What do you think about that?
1: See, I I call this post traumatic church disorder. You know that they go through these offenses and these hurts and it causes them to you know make conclusions about the body of Christ on a as a collective that they only experience, you know, in individual places and with in individual people. I mean, look, a- as individuals, we're going to go through hurt. We're going to have relationships that go wrong. We're going to have churches that don't handle things properly. Uh, that's just part of interacting as people, and that's not a church issue. That actually happens in every relationship humanity is part of.
0: Because yeah,
1: we're but because all people sinful. are there, right. <laughs>
0: because but, people,
1: <laughs> but but people elevate it and focus on it and exaggerate it, the the consequences of that within the church because it's supposed to be a trusted place. You know, and and I understand that, and I've gone through, I mean, I I went through my own post-traumatic church disorder experience. We've we've been there
0: as well, yes.
1: And you have a choice to either say, you know what, this was one person, one situation, one place. I'm going to choose to go deeper into the body of Christ and, and put even more effort, time, energy into this to be a part of the solution, or I can run away from it. And and the deconstructionist model is you know really about making light of church, about making light of God's word. You know, and you see individuals that are out there. You know, the the gin hat makers, Phil Vischer, you know, Jonathan Merritt, all these others that have sort of been champions of the deconversion process, and really this evangelical movement might be a more fair way to say that about them. And and it's it's uh, it's really sad to see that. I think that these you know some of these individuals were once champions of the faith. And now they're actually you know, going to great lengths almost to seem to, to lead people away from it. And you know, I, I really hope that people can kind of come back to center on this, come back to their, to their, uh, uh, the, the, their first love. You know? And it's not unlike what people go. You see couples have been married for 30 years, and after a time they get to the point where they become disgruntled, uh, they, they, they lose affection for one another. Now, there's, it's never if we look at the, the life of a Christian as a marriage, the issue is never with the spouse that is Jesus Christ. It's always on our side. But what would I say to somebody in that relationship, in a human marriage, that they are you know, maybe losing their love for their partner? I would typically counsel them, and one of the first things I would do is I would say, sit me down and tell me about how you fell in love originally. And I would bring them back to tell me about when his heart made you skip a beat. Tell me about when you know you you had that experience where you knew he was the one or she was the one. And I would start working on cultivating that that foundation of that faith again to reach, to help restore it. And and I think I, I've seen that do tremendous work in people's lives. Just that act alone, you know, in, in in conjunction with you know various counseling and support for somebody can really start initiating that process. I think as Christians, like we have to take that moment to step back and say. Why am I a believer? You know, what happened in youth group when I was a kid that made me really turn my heart to this? What was it about that first experience when the word came alive to me when I read it? What was it about that time with the Holy Spirit where I saw God do this, you know, mighty move? You know, and those things have a tendency, I think, to help us remember our first love and draw back to Christ as our source.
0: Absolutely. The Bible is very clear that those who are faithful until the end will receive the rewards that are talked about in the book of Revelation. So so true. Yeah. Lucas, you're a rock star, love the work you're doing, always love having you on the show. So thank you for coming on and just sharing your heart a little bit about what's happening in the deconstruction movement. So if we've got someone on this, that's listening to the show and they're, they're really questioning God right now. And they're just like, you know, we've been through so much as, as a world and is this even, you know, worth believing in, what would you say to them?
1: You know, I think as uh, individuals that are out there, maybe in that position, I think it's so important that the word becomes just an anchor for our life, and specifically the hope that we have in Christ, really being that anchor of the soul. You know, that we see that that this this world is not our home. We're not trying to build a, an earthly utopia. We're not trying to you know uh, uh, fix you know every single problem on planet Earth, although we want to and we can try. Ultimately, we know that our salvation is found in Christ. And so, you know, we really have to decide, are we going to believe the Word of God first place in our life, allow that to be authority an authority in our life, or, you know, are we going to look to the world for these answers? And, and I think there's only one way that leads to life, and that is hanging on to the Lord, keeping strong in our faith. And, you know, in the book of Revelation, it talks about how people overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Yeah, absolutely. And, And I think that we have to keep coming back to that as a source. And the moment you lose your testimony, I think faith starts kind of, you know, quickly goes behind. And so this is why it's so important just to share your testimony, talk about that. In the same way a couple might tell their story of how they met or how they fell in love. You know, we tell our story of how God saved us, changed us, and set us free.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Well, Lucas, it's always a pleasure. So thank you so much for being with us on By His Grace.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for joining me today on By His Grace. I hope you've enjoyed listening and are encouraged by our guest today. I would love for you to visit my blog, mistyphilip.com for more encouragement. You can find me on social media as Misty Phillip, and I would love to connect with you there.